0: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast room by a software engineer. I'm your host Perry and I have Joe Summers with me today. Joe, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks for being on the show, actually. No worries. You had to drag me here, but I came in the end. <laughs> oh man, I've been meaning to just because you have such a great story to begin with. So. I guess we could definitely start with that because why I think you're probably one of the most interesting people that I know personally is because um, one of the things that I hear quite often is somebody who's never done any programming or coding or whatever, and they always want to dive into it. And you're the clear cut example of somebody who didn't have a tech background or a software engineering background. And nowadays you are writing code as a daily task at this point. So I think you're absolutely back full of knowledge in that process and yeah thanks for being on the show
1: no worries at all yeah glad I can uh, be of service
0: amazing so I guess like for the wider, wider audience I guess can you just give us like a brief description in the past couple of years or where you started like what's your background and what you're doing nowadays and then we could definitely dive in between those two step points
1: yeah so um, I, I've been working here well I've uh, been working at Highspace for like four years now almost and uh, I was working in the support team for like the massive chunk of that time and in the past year really um decided i want to become a software engineer and so as of ooh, in about two weeks i will be full-time i've been like transitioning for the last sort of like three or four months but so yeah that's absolutely exciting times yeah
0: yeah because i mean like um so i'm just gonna describe i guess the general path for somebody who said computer science so i personally I have a background in computer science, uh, so I did that during university, and then when I graduated I just got straight into a developer role, as opposed to when you're mentioning doing a lot of support, and then um, a bit later starting to transition, it's not like a day one to day two kind of thing, it's not an overnight thing where you just end no. up picking up yeah. every single language <laughs> out there, and I have the absolute chance to see you go through it, and yeah. I definitely want to talk about that, but let's just go back to where it all started I guess. Like. I mean, you're a very athletic person. I because we play football, man, as well. Um, so, did
1: that, I guess, like, what did what did what did
0: high school or university Joe look like?
1: High school Joe, I was I was very skinny, uh, a little scrawny scrawny bugger. Um, yeah, just always enjoyed like climbing trees and shit when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair,
0: actually. And in terms of like school-wise, I I do know it's different. So I'm Canadian, but um, here in the UK. Uh, people do have these courses called the GCSE, which are courses that you yet to
1: choose and everything. So, um, what did you choose during that time? What was like your interest? GCSE. I was in. Uh, so I was in this a Rudolf Steiner school. It's a bit of a, without going into too much like detail, it's like a bit different to your classic sort of mainstream schools. Um, a lot less academically focused. Um, so I think I only took eight GCSEs. They didn't offer like loads of stuff that a lot of the comprehensive schools did but I th- so I think uh, the classic sort of like math science uh English and then I think the probably the most like quirky one was expressive arts which was like pretty much what it sounds like any sort of like thing that can qualify as arts you can like do as your sort of exam so like I, th- I think you had to do three things, and like one of them, I did like a poem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, I had to write like I wrote like a, a weird like poem or something. Presented that. It wasn't like a haiku, was it? Or was no, it just like a poem that yeah. Oh, it was to... like oh, it was really weird. I think it was like about same, I think you had like topics that you could do it on, and I think I ended up doing it with something really weird, like stalking or something. Like oh, okay, that's interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just some like I think I like found some like crazy material about some crazy stalker and. uh wrote a poem about that. I don't and it sounds really weird now but yeah. Well I mean
0: like if you put it in, <laughs> in context as well like I remember when I was in school we kept on reading like Edgar Allan Poe and the topics in Edgar yeah. Allan Poe is not that far yeah, off from yeah. that
1: so um and I think another th- w- one of those projects was like uh me and my mate did like made like a video of like keepy uppie like foot football skills right. sort of thing. So that was quite fun and then the other one was like wrote like a song played on guitar so, oh, yeah, yeah true. that was quite fun like yeah for a GCSE exam that's yeah you got to do some fun stuff with that but yeah that was like one of the GCSEs I took <laughs>
0: but also I completely forgot that you're a mus- like a musician as well you're able to play what how many instruments
1: like uh, four th- uh, three guitar uh, drums and piano but I don't I'm, I just sort of dabble in guitar and piano yeah for drums I always took exams and stuff and got quite good at that
0: Okay, so, like, I mean, the big picture now is that, like, you're able to play loads of instruments, you're, you're a very athletic person, and then you got all this tech coming in. Um, <laughs> but you did mention previously that you, I guess your high school days was slightly different than, gen, like, general other high schools. Why would you say that? Is it because, like, there's more focus on something yeah, different? or so like, yeah,
1: like, like I said, less academically focused. So, like, I don't know. Um, when, in the, like, early school days, it's, you learn a lot of, like skills you wouldn't normally learn so like you do look like gardening and like knitting and shit like that like
0: um i think we call that gen ed actually and those are probably like the funnest courses I yeah i had one course in my whole high school that is like gen ed and like people were craving for them at that
1: point so, yeah it was good fun i liked liked a bit of knitting crocheting and stuff like that it's all great
0: that's yeah. pretty cool and i think just the one other interesting thing that i remember you told me once that um <laughs> Were you not allowed to play football oh, in school yeah, or something? True.
1: Yeah, you, you, if you got caught playing football, you, you got suspended. That I mean, is they outrageous. were really strict on it as well. It's like if you, it wasn't like just like playing a football match. It's like if you got caught like kicking a tennis ball against the wall or kicking a basketball, literally kicking it once, then you get like you get really told off.
0: That, that could be an accident was, as far was, as i know yeah, it was mad it was mad <laughs> and for the people who are not listen, well who, who <laughs> haven't lived in the uk like football or soccer as people would say it is honestly like a lifestyle if you know what i mean like everybody yeah. has a team yeah um and to think that you know you've been put into that context and nowadays you do play football very often as well so yeah then was that kind of like a feeling of like
1: rebellion whenever, whenever yeah, yeah to do sort. It? like um yeah I definitely remember like the people those of us who did like football we'd always try and I think yeah like say like rebel and like we'd go around to the side of the school and like try and play and the game would get like we'd get caught and then stuff like that but my dad who was like a massive football fan and sort of got my brother playing quite a lot um he was quite determined to like give the kids what they want sort of thing like he'd organize these football training sessions um, like after school on a Wednesday just up the hill from the school on like a field and like he used to come down sort of pick anyone up after school who used to want to play football like whip them up to the the field and, and do a big training session, and like, yeah, it was sort of like this like legendary like thing that everyone would like look forward to. I was
0: literally gonna say, like, the man of the people, you yeah. just have like, yeah. at the end of the day, you see this glowing figure come out of nowhere and just pick everybody, yeah. being them Johnny, Boy.
1: Johnny Boy's Wednesday football sessions. Oh, oh
0: man, and fun. you do see the people being absolutely passionate about football at the end, so yeah. I and mean, we could dive into that later because we definitely do play nowadays <laughs> and we do that, but yeah. so in terms of like just growing up that bit, like that kind of lifestyle, I do guess it's quite unique at that point, and then you definitely have to do like have different um unusual stuff happening in terms of your course load and everything but what's interesting is you did go to uni after yep and uh so where was that and what did you study in
1: uh so i went to sheffield hallam university and studied psychology which is a weird choice Well, guess weird because i would never studied that at a level or anything so i was just like sort of guess gambling that i'd like it which i did oh yeah but
0: that's a good point because um I mean, from what, from what I'm seeing, it is I do know a good handful, even like tons of people that went into psychology, even my year kind of thing. And everybody had a different thought process of choosing psychology at that point. And when you're saying like, it's quite general and you could dab into it and then you could really just, I guess you really enjoyed it at the end. So you really did find Yeah, fine.
1: I think I took it because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it was like, actually, I think I initially applied. Okay. So I initially applied to do um, physiotherapy at uni and I didn't get in. And so I had to take a gap year. And then the the time after, I was like, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, I'll pick something that I know can apply to like pretty much anything. Sort of like hedged my bets a bit. Yeah. And uh, so I went with psychology. And yeah, and it sort of like did exactly what I thought it would, because I ended up in something that isn't directly related to psychology, but... It still got me there sort of thing. But well,
0: that's the thing. And yeah. we even talk about nowadays some of the stuff that you learned or some of the skills that you've learned during that and like stuff that you can apply to today, you could still use that as definitely, a good yeah. reference point. Definitely. Because so,
1: a lot of the stuff was like, I don't know, um, just understanding people and you obviously work with people all the time. Yeah. You know, so it's like,
0: yeah. And the, the good thing is that like, I do know, I definitely had this conversation before when people were saying, I don't know what I want to get into, especially what you go into uni at the age of what, 17, 18, barely. Yeah. And being able to, like, know exactly what you wanted to do to begin with is very rare. That's probably why, even for me going into it, I got into physiology and math for my yeah. first year. And then, like, that has nothing to do with what I do today. So I ended up switching to computer science. And that's kind of how I got yeah. into the whole bit. So yeah. it's always touchy-feely, try to see how it goes. But, I mean, we could talk about that in terms of, like, I mean, we're, t- we're going to talk about, um, I guess, not stereotypes, but perceptions that people have. So I have never done psychology in uni. Is it true that you guys carry, like, 700 books that are, like, 200 pounds each? And, like, what, what was, like, the lifestyle kind of like?
1: I do remember, like, getting sort of, like, advised to get all these books in first year. And it's like, oh, yeah, you should probably get this, you should probably get this. Ended up spending so much money on, like, yeah, like, loads yeah. of these massive books and literally, literally never used any of them. So okay. Like, yeah. Was it you or was it just, like, in general that I you like didn't really need them? Yeah, like... like, you didn't really need them. Like, everything's like, when you're writing essays and stuff, you're citing all these articles and and papers that are online, like, you don't really, uh, when you reference, like, one of the books, it doesn't really look that good. So, unless you just want to, like, read around the topic loads, then, yeah, there's probably, there's probably no point.
0: But, yeah. That is interesting, because, like, we live in a day where a lot of stuff is available online. A lot of resources are out there. So, even when I went to uni, like, a lot of textbooks, full textbooks are available out there. Sorry for that. (laughs) Um, the other thing that's interesting, I guess, like, just because I study in a different country and you study in the UK, did you guys have anything similar? I remember we had websites that told us how good our profs are. So one of them was called Rate My Prof. And uh, I you talking about professor? Yeah, professors. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when you go on it, um, if you knew what class you were in, you could just choose that class and it'll tell you which prof is good, okay. kind of thing. So you guys are across the pond then. Yeah. I was. Did you guys have anything similar back no, then? No, I never or?
1: come across that. So, like, what, like, so yeah. the, so is the this, like, a thing f- the uni provide, or is this, like, someone... Oh, no, it's, it's, like, a third party, okay, like, okay, just okay. somebody from randomly,
0: they're, like... I think it's probably ex-students, you know what I mean? Right, somebody yeah. ex-student from a university. You could pick your university, you could choose whichever class, and it'll tell you, like, which prof are there, and right. then students leave comments about the profs are in there, so... I bet that gets a bit out of hand. It really does, but it was a help at the same time, because <laughs> I remember it saved my ass, but also a couple of people's, like... It covered them just because... Um, when there's a prof that's either really really hard unjust unfair like red flag that website is quite accurate in terms of it and then you have the odd ones which is quite unjust it'll be like just because it has a personal hatred to it but in general i thought it was a quite a common knowledge for uni kids in in canada yeah. people sharing it so um but yeah so in terms of like doing psychology and everything uh what was the i know most programs has like a big project i guess did you have anything similar in psychology or sorry do you mean
1: like like a dissertation or something
0: yeah so my um, example is that in comp we had to build like a like oh, okay. we had a full year to build a game and that was like our basically oh, our yeah. project so i'm guessing a dissertation like a bigger project in that
1: yeah yeah um third year yeah, you get like a dissertation but yes yeah, i didn't like the structure of it at all because you we weren't allowed to just do anything we wanted it was like a list of certain amount of essay title or dissertation titles that you could choose from, choose from and you basically apply for your first choice second choice and third choice and I didn't get any of my choices so I got given something that I just wasn't interested in at all right it's like I it was like oh something stupid like oh well, it's, probably, it's it's not stupid because it's quite like a yeah. big psychology thing but like, i did like something on attachment theory which is like how children um are like attached how their attachment to their parents or their mom in particular like shapes okay like their personality and stuff uh, i didn't really find it particularly interesting i had to do like a thousands of words on it oh my and, god like, i didn't even and i had to run an experiment and I didn't find like, significant results or anything, which is just like that moment when you like, run the analysis and then your results aren't significant, and you're like, great, I have to write like, like the more like we talk about pages something, yeah. it just isn't true. It's like, oh, well, I've got to redo it all, it all of it. True, yeah.
0: yeah, but the more we talk about this, the more I just see the similarities of stuff we do <laughs> nowadays. Like, we do run experiments here and there just to see, like is it going to work, is it not going to work? Obviously, it's not as big of a scale or as, mm. I guess, different field, obviously. But I think, like, looking back at, you know, what I did and what you did during uni, did you notice anything that will benefit you nowadays to being able to pick up, I guess, learning tech easier, just in general mm. points, or was it just not as obvious? Uh...
1: I don't know, yeah, that's quite a good question.
0: Because, uh... <sighs> like, when you were saying sometimes when you get, you don't get to choose the topic that you want, mm. I think the most important lesson learned from that is that the way you've gone about to like talking to the people researching and like getting the actual information for your dissertation at the end yeah so do you find anything similar nowadays for example if you don't know how to solve a problem a tech problem nowadays do you find that knowing how to reach out and finding the right resources helped you in that just, time i on. just ask you mate <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah and then i asked paul and then there's like a chain of asking other people at that and then
1: point. you tell me to google it and then the problem
0: solved <laughs> yeah no. so it's not that different from uni i guess so yeah. for all the people in uni at the moment <laughs> just google everything and you'll be mostly fine but that was pretty cool then so yeah you did graduate in psychology mm-hmm. at that point so i guess most of the common thing after that is a lot of us would be what now so mm.
1: what was the transition like from post well from uni to post uni right yeah so like obviously as I said I didn't I went I went to uni doing psychology because I didn't know what what I wanted to do finished it and I was like great still don't know what I want to do <laughs> so I came home and then I started I sort of just had to start applying for jobs and I was like right I just need to like apply I don't I need to decide what I want to do so then obviously I'd done this degree in psychology so it was like well, I don't know become a psychologist or something like that yeah. so I started like. Ooh, I don't know I can't remember exactly what sort of jobs I was applying for but stuff in that sort of sector and it, it was ugh, I didn't really get anything it was, everyone needed like experience and I didn't really all I had was a degree and it wasn't didn't seem like it was enough so I don't know what would, I honest, I was like I'm curious to see what would have happened if I just carried on with if like I hadn't got a job at Space and I just carried on doing that um yeah,
0: I was going to say, actually, um, you know your, your grade of people graduating. I know she's still keep contacted contact with them. Do you know what kind of path they took graduating uh, uh, the same program? Or...
1: Yeah, I only know, I think I only still only know one person, and she, she, she basically works for, like, a charity, doing like loads of like charity stuff and that that's like nothing really to do with the degree but she always did loads of charity work at uni so that doesn't surprise me okay but yeah, yeah in terms of like no i don't i don't actually know to be honest yeah
0: because yeah, i think like for my example is that the few people i know that graduated from psychology um i think a good handful of them just kept on doing a master's like a post-grad degree of that so yeah. that would make sense just because you started off in the academy of yeah. psychology so that would be the obvious pathway true yeah but then like even jumping into straight. Being a psychologist, I think you still need to have a, like another certification after that. Oh, so. it's like
1: yeah. Actually, one of my mates is has just become a psychologist, and it's oh, It's crazy how like how like, long the process has been. Yeah, it made me think like I could never have. That's gone the thing. all thing. That. So just, not
0: only do you do your three or four years in uni, you still got to get more certification <laughs> on it, and you can see it's quite a trend in most <laughs> jobs. Like I know I have a friend who does auditing, so he did a degree in accounting, and then after that, he still has to do loads of different tests for certification. In, yeah. Um if they want to do auditor, like a CPA or something. But on the, I mean, looking back as well, when I did computer science, I came out here and like same mindset of, I don't want to do any more tests or certification yeah. after that. So I guess comp sci or software engineering was quite convenient in quotation marks because we don't really have qualifications, unless you want to do all these classes online. But a lot of stuff is you pick up, you learn, you do it, and then you just progress on that. So that's one of the, one of the better thing I could talk about that mm. pathway at that point. So um but yeah so you were saying like you were going, going on to that and then um one bit of your family history is quite interesting actually in terms of um what did your dad do and how much of that kind of rubbed off of you actually
1: oh yeah so my dad's uh, a bookmaker at a greyhound stadium uh like greyhound racing um and yeah he's always been doing like horse horse racing and stuff like that so yeah growing up i remember like don't know. He used to take me down, and I like, used to like, count the pound coins. At his stand for him, like when he was doing big horse racing meetings and stuff like that. But, yeah,
0: it's, yeah. So in, in terms of like just looking at this, and from a bigger picture, it's so math heavy, like math, logical, and mm. like, and then yeah. a bit of probability in there. So yeah,
1: he's, I, he's like, yeah, he always like impressed. He's always like been so good at like just quick, basic like maths. Yeah, like arithmetic, pro- you know, probabilities and stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's cool. Yeah, oh man. and does he still do it today?
1: Yeah, he still does it. Um, it's like, like yeah, Greyhound Racing's a lot smaller than it used to be when he was like younger. But so, yeah, still, still down there, at Crayford, um, Crayford Stadium. Some hate bookmakers, go check it out. Oh, that's a great thing. Where, if, where it, civility counts is what's on his board. <laughs> if anybody's around there, definitely check
0: it out. I've seen it once, so it's absolutely sick at that point. So, I mean, did you actually end up working from then? Or was it only just like influence yeah. off of it? Well, How did that work?
1: Yeah, so I I think like before I went to uni, in fact, definitely before I went to uni, I was probably like 16, 17. I used to work for him and then I did it sort of like full-time when I came back from uni and I was like applying for jobs just living at home so I used to I used to work on the floor um so like it's where you you just sort of stand in front of all the bookmakers and then it's your job to alert your bookmaker when another bookmaker changes his price and okay. you do it and you do it you can do it when it's like quite busy and loud you can do it through, like what's called like tic-tac it's like basically like sign language for bookmakers that's so cool so yeah you could be like like two dogs like tap your nose or sort of thing it's like oh number two and then you can, and then like it's like five to one like tap your shoulders and so then he knows that like they've changed the price of the two dog to five to one so then he can like respond accordingly sort of thing
0: yeah so was this sign language just between <coughs> you and your dad and i guess everybody who you work with or did everybody had a no, consensus it, like
1: yeah it's like it's like in the industry, I guess okay, like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. like, everyone down there would like know what that means. Sort of thing yeah, that's
0: so cool, and I'm pretty sure it's not a written down thing. Like I wouldn't be able to Google like the that sign. Actually, I don't anyway. actually know,
1: Fiona. So I've never done it. Oh, but, yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: it's actually really cool because like obviously everything I want to relate to is like technology kind of thing. Like how would technology change any of it? But you can't really because on the spot when you have all these sign languages, you can't really have technology just coming in and like replacing all of true, that.
1: True, but there are like yeah, yeah. No, it's true. They, but there there isn't that much like I do sometimes go there and I'm like this is so like, need some tech, that tech could improve things for, like, their processes, like, they still, like, um, write, like, they have, um, sorry, so you have a clerk who stands next to the bookmaker with, like, a big sort of book, and they record all the bets. Right. And, it, and so when someone comes back with their ticket number, you can pay them out and stuff like that, and, like, that's all still, still, like, you know, like a lot of them still write that down and stuff like that, and it's still like, yeah. still, like, could just... A nice, I a, a do nice, see what nice you app mean. Could come in, that like, yeah. but you're still gonna have to input numbers
0: somehow by, like, either yeah, poking true. at a computer or doing that. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do get it, but yeah. also, like, you know, for old time's sake, just keep it up, keep it up like that at that point. Mm. So, I mean, that definitely does help in terms of you being having an analytical mind and just being quick on your feet as well. Just because of that, I mean, you you will see like crazy amount of money going through it. like yeah, not you. maybe not to, to you directly, yeah. but like just in that scene, sometimes just loads of money passing through.
1: Yeah, there's some, some big betters out there, Perry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that has nothing related to <laughs> tech at that point. It's just, that's just the kind of lifestyle. So yeah. that was really fun. So you did it for a period and after. So um, I guess uh, the story so far is like, you know, big, big psychology background and then loads of um, different uh, good aspects, like being able to play football, playing instruments without growing up. So um, how did that transition into, I guess, working at a higher space then?
1: Um, Which
0: is where I met you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was quite like a weird, unplanned happy coincidence so like uh i we were like on a little family i don't know we were away somewhere with the family and my brother's girlfriend who worked at high space at the time um was on the phone loads and i remember like well i hate you keep calling and stuff she's like i'm trying to hire someone for this position um and then I remember my mum being like, "Yeah, Joe, you should apply for that." And I was like, "Nah, come on, I don't know what I'm doing." You just beat yourself uh, up a little bit too much there, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did. And then um, Jess, Jess didn't want to like didn't want to be involved in the hiring process because she might be a bit biased. So she passed me on to someone else, and I ended up ended up getting the job. And yeah, the rest is history.
0: The rest is really history, actually. Um,
1: yeah, so it was, a, it was a role in... I don't know, the team's changed the name so many times since I joined, but it's now called the support team. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, just the support team at Higher Duh, I don't even want to go into everything. Yeah, well, I could down. go into it. But yeah, I mean, I go for you. it. No, it's not really just me going into it. It's more about the fact that we could just
0: definitely see the evolution from mm. the day you joined till... <laughs> I mean, today, how, how you're doing such a different yeah. responsibilities, roles, and everything. So I guess for like just a big picture on how, uh, what the team, the cus- uh, customer support team or the community support team works, is um, we at Hairspace deal with a lot of venues across London. So uh, over 6,000 now. And um, every, obviously everybody has their own needs, their own questions, and being sure that uh, they're up to, up to speed with how our... Uh, our Platform works. So the community support team comes in, and if there's any issue or even improving a profile of how a venue looks, um, what kind of information is provided on it, the community support is there. But also, they're also able to handle, uh, I guess, inquiries in a much quicker way, depending on how big or small the inquiry is. So, Joe, you were very involved into that, and one of the, I think, one of the great period that you had was you were an expert at any wedding venues or wedding inquiries <laughs> in London. How did that come about?
1: Uh, oh yeah, see. So- yeah you put that quite nicely in terms of like what the support team does but yeah like i i don't know i guess i was just like always trying to find what i wanted to do and so like i think yeah at one point i was thinking about maybe becoming a venue expert which is like the high spaces sales team um and i sort of edged down that road a bit maybe then realized i didn't actually really like sales that much then i then i like thought oh you know There's all these weddings. We're not really doing much with them, and I tried to like make that my thing and like push weddings, which we had some good success with. And yeah, became the wedding expert (laughs) uh, (laughs) through that, Uh, Doctor Love as they call them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, so that was sort of fun, and and, yeah, like, and then I I started to like sell wedding promos a little bit as well. So I like tried my strength in a few different things, and. Although I enjoyed, enjoyed it all sort of thing, it, nothing really, I sort of came away with it like, yeah, I don't think I want to like go down that route. So yeah, yeah. like just kept, kept It does make
0: sense it. though. But also even just the way that um, with these kind of roles, you also have like kind of made your own process when you tackle like different problems. And like, even looking back, these way of tackling problems is something that you still do nowadays, but just in a different context at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So um, yeah, one of the cool things is that when you have an inquiry coming in, they just go through different stages. So it will be like, oh, uh, they're currently viewing the venue and then at some point they'll confirm and then there's a whole pipeline. So in terms of our work in tech kind of thing, it's quite similar. We'll have um, tickets coming in, we'll spec them and then we'll have them in progress and then pushing through reviewing and all that. So I do see some similarities between what you're doing back then but nowadays. But I think the really big juicy bit is, um, so from what I've seen actually is that you were uh, definitely involved in this community support, but then uh, there was something that, piqued your interest in becoming a Mm. software engineer in becoming Uh, that so
1: it wasn't yeah so like i think my first involvement in like actually like tech work wasn't when i wanted to become a software engineer it was like uh i think it was like another one of these avenues that i was like exploring and and yeah so i think we we needed someone to do qa and uh me, me and another guy were like oh yeah this sounds quite cool sort of thing so um we we sort of got a bit trained up in that and that was like probably my first like proper involvement with the tech team and i started, i used to do like some of the simple simpler sort of qa uh, which um which i don't know yeah, for yeah anyone who doesn't know what that is it's uh it's quality assurance so it's like when when the tech guys um make make stuff um we need to test it in like a staged environment to see if it actually works and doesn't break stuff and then if it passes qa then it's good to like be released on live So, yeah, I I started to do that, like, sort of, that was quite a slow process. And then, yeah, I guess that was the first, like, real interest in Yeah,
0: I almost forgot that kind of impact that it would have on you, just because, like, when you were using the systems that we (laughs) built, like, as a daily task, uh, when you were on the support team, obviously, you will be doing all that. But when you get to see more experiments, as we see, because when you're doing these user testing, you got Mm. to see, like, new features coming up before it actually got released. Yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah, was that... I guess it was just a generally positive impact in terms of seeing how rough, how nitty-gritty a lot of our stuff is, because a lot of times they'll yeah. fail it, and then they'll have to come back another time. So. Yeah, nothing gives me more pleasure than a good, a good failing a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Well, justifiably at that point, because if it doesn't work for you, it's definitely not going to work for somebody <laughs> out there. So yeah. Oh, I-, I completely forgot about yeah. the user testing, bit, but I'm definitely going to come back to that, because that's going to be <laughs> great. So. Um, but yeah, so what was interesting in all of this was that... Um, it was still within the same company so in terms of you knowing the context of what you were testing as in like the actual user use cases it was so it was really easy to pick up kind of thing if you know what i mean because you knew how our business worked and how everything mm. i think for most people in general like um was it scary for you to to i guess look at it the first time being like this is i guess this is this is how kind of tech works was it was it your expectation of how the tech process was like uh,
1: i didn't know what to expect but it just it was definitely more complicated than like i would ever have thought like i remember just like the simplest stuff like i remember like yeah like how to like set up a qa ticket and like stage something um, on, we like, we could
0: talk right? about that what do, what does staging mean um as in just as a general thing it, it just basically means
1: What, just deploying deploying the, the thing you want to do in like a, a like a an environment that yeah in a fake environment basically exactly
0: so yeah so i think the concept itself is like it's not like a common thing that anybody would know right sorry yeah yeah so i think what was interesting i guess from that point was that like um obviously we're not going to test new features directly on live like directly on the real product we have we set up loads of different um Mm. fake environments to test them yeah and then that's when we could go completely as 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 much freedom as you want at that point. So yeah. Making fake customers name. <laughs> fake, those are always fun at that point.
1: But yeah, in terms of like understanding like the processes and stuff, I definitely didn't at the time. And to be honest, like I'm this is sort of this sort of like stuff I'm still getting my head around now. It's definitely not easy. But um, yeah, it's like fine. I think it's like. It's just important to like sometimes know that you don't have to like 100% understand exactly why things are. It's like you do to a certain extent, but you can just sort of like, okay, that's, I just need to do that to make this do that. And then, and then like come back to it later, sort of thing.
0: I was exactly gonna say that because I feel like at some point, like sometimes nowadays, when you look back at that specific moment, be like, I've come across this before and like now I understand how it works back then.
1: And that's a beautiful moment when that happens. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: to be fair though, for you, it happens way more often than I like for me nowadays. So you're so lucky still in that phase. But um, I think that's really just an encouraging encouraging thing for anybody who's always had this perception of looking at tech from the outside and just like slowly crossing that barrier and seeing like, okay, it doesn't completely make sense now, but uh, the more you do it, the more you push into it the more it makes sense, and the more you get comfortable on that. Yeah. That. So yeah, you definitely had a really... I mean, you still do QA here, because we all do use yeah. testing once in a while, but that's still part of the role. But you definitely have picked up a lot more responsibilities in terms of tech responsibilities nowadays. So after that moment of, I guess, doing part-time QA user testing for us, how did that transition into, I guess, what's the next step after that?
1: Yeah, so I, yeah. So when I was like... Okay, so my mate, basically, my mate Oli, um, uh, to start doing uh, coding online, and I remember him telling me a bit about it, and he showed me like a few like websites he was like designing and stuff, and I was like, oh, "This looks quite cool." Um, but it, he was basically saying, oh, "I'm doing these courses, and I'm gonna like, apply for these jobs, um, as like a developer and software engineer and stuff, uh, and hopefully that I get that sort of thing." And and I was really like, "Oh, this that's so cool and stuff." But in my head, I think I was like, oh, "It sounds like I don't know if that's gonna work." And yeah, I just sort of like. I've always just put, like, coding on, like, this pedestal, and it's, like, the sort of thing that you can only do if you're, like, really clever, or you've, like, um, you've gone to uni and studied it, or you've been work doing it since you're, like, like, a kid, and I just, I just didn't think it was, yeah. like, a, uh, an attainable target. And then, and then like, yeah, like, a year later, he gets this uh, job as a developer, and it was, like, wow, okay, that's, that's possible. He's literally studied that at home working full-time just doing it like at home and he's got like he's got a job and I was like okay shit that's actually a thing then I started like and I remember like I looked into it very briefly and and like found some of my stuff and I remember like yeah I had this had this great moment at a mate's birthday party when I was just staring into the bonfire and I was just <laughs> like you know what I just I think I want to I think I want to become a I want to become a coder, <laughs> and then like, I remember like mentioning it to her, my girlfriend Lauren, and she was like, "Yeah, you should definitely like just like start doing some courses." And then the next day, I just started doing it, and just like, and I, I think I just I, I knew I'd like it even before I started it. Um, and yeah I did I just like really enjoyed it yeah because I mean a lot of stuff you just said is like one of the important <coughs> bit is obviously like the positive
0: influence to begin with like that definitely had a really good impact whether it's from your girlfriend or from your mate Ollie as well just to point out that Ollie did not have a technical background either in terms of uh, he school did. or
1: no he didn't but he's always been a lot more like tech savvy than me like he he's always been more like into computers and just okay. like general, general tech like, stuff like, yeah like you know like La- you know, latest computer latest and stuff yeah. like that like yeah that's, like, actually,
0: that's actually quite a shared feeling when you're talking about that in terms of like, oh, can I do it? Like when you're saying like when it's on a pedestal and yeah. like going from the outside. And I definitely can say a handful of people that I talk to, like they will have the exact same sentiment. Yeah. And um, which is why like from you being here and then you just being able to share the process of going from there to being able to, to, to do it full time is yeah. what I find the most fascinating to begin with. so
1: Like, like even, even just downstairs before when I was getting a cup of coffee, Beth was like asking someone who works at High with us. Beth was asking, um, uh, "Oh yeah, how's the tech stuff going?" And and I, and then she just went on to say, "Like sometimes I walk past you guys and I just see your screen. It just freaks me out. Yeah. It's like, do you know that's literally it, isn't it? It's like when you see code the first time, it's like terrible." Freaks me out as well. <laughs> like I see it every day and just freaks me out all the
0: time. Yeah, yeah, but it's just that like it's just a it's just an impression especially when i ask you the impression of like this is my impression of psychology su- psychology mm. students it's kind of the same thing the other way around but yeah. this is my impression of software stuff so we're breaking it all down right now we're all going into the <laughs> nitty-gritty so that's the fun bit so yeah. um so yeah dude that influence of having somebody you've seen somebody else do it so when you're saying after a year all you got into a job and then doing all yeah. that so how did you start um i guess you That looking into the bonfire moment. That kind of happened. And then, like, so that is the thought. Now, in terms of putting the thought into motion and action, um, I guess that's the hardest part, going from zero to one. How did that go? And I'm pretty sure a lot of people will.
1: No, I think that was fine. Like, Because I was just like, I had sort of like this... uh template of like if I roughly do what this guy did I like because I know Ollie and like he's he's a really clever guy But I know that I'm I can do that sort of stuff that you yeah. can do like we we studied maths together and stuff I sort of I knew I was I, The yeah, logical so, thinking yeah, was there. Yeah, exactly So like I knew that if I like put as much work in as he did I could get a job like, yeah. It's like it was just quite simple. And so I was like right mate like w- w- What should I do? Where did you start? What? And just asked him this sort of stuff and he was like um he recommended like, Code Academy, and he was like, yeah, there's loads of free content on there. Start with HTML. Like, and so I started like, just learning a really basic HTML course.
0: <laughs> That's so good. Because I mean, like, even people, um, some, sometimes if you can't ask anybody and you just try to figure out where do you want to start, a lot of them will have like, guides online kind of thing. But guides online kind of rely on you. So, for example, W3 School is a very resourceful. Some people hate me quoting it, but, you know, I'll, I'm still going to do it till I die. You love it. Yeah. Um, so, for example, I'll bring up W3 School is that it is a guide online that teaches you HTML, but even more than that, any kind of thing. But the difference between W3 School and Code Academy that you just mentioned is that Code Academy has a lot more structure. Mm. And um, I guess you could tell me more okay. about like what the structure looks like. So... It'll give, you some, it'll give you some information. It'll give you some definition. But what do they do with it? Do they give you, like, exercises? Do they give you, like, quizzes? Yeah, I don't was...
1: know exactly the best way to describe it, but I, you might be able to elaborate. But it's, they give you, like, they tell you, give you a little lesson and they teach you something. And then they have, like, in-page, like, code editor yeah. where you can, like, uh, just, and they, like, I don't know how they check everything, but um, you produce your answer. And then if it's right, it, like, gives you a tick and, you go, and it lets you go to the next page which was, like, like, perfect for, like, this sort of thing. So, like, but I did, it did get a bit buggy sometimes, and it's, like, oh, I've done the right answer, and it, I can't get to the next question. So yeah. there's, like, a few, like, um, weird, annoying edge cases, but it was definitely, like, the perfect place to start, I think.
0: That's great. So, like... Especially, you, sorry, just especially yeah, go ahead because...
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cause like when you're literally starting off as like a complete novice, you don't like you don't even know like what a code editor is, or like I don't know what I need, I don't know like any what tools I need and stuff like this. And so like when it's just like all in the web page, it's like so much easier. You can just like chill out and just you know, okay, I just you're just learning purely what things mean before you need to know like make choices about what you use and stuff like that.
0: Exactly. Did they do a uh, hello world?
1: Yeah, hello world. I, just, yeah, just just classic stuff like that. I'm yeah. so glad you like you yeah. know what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. like if I said this like years ago, you'd be
0: like, what? Yeah, like, like, what's what, going on? This what? what? Hello, what? <laughs> yeah, hello, what? Um, that is 100% true because I think for most people, just even listening to this right now, like your computer right now, if you open any kind of editor, or even if open like your command terminal, you can write code in there and it will work just because <laughs> your computer. That's what it does at the end mm-hmm. of the day. But when you're telling, you're, well, when you were seeing those examples on a platform so code academy is it on online so everything was on a web browser and everything so that's one great thing everybody has access to a browser nowadays um Mm -hmm. and you just go on it and then you'll have very simple example coming from somebody who just doesn't know any tech at all um from what i'm hearing is that like because i didn't do code academy (laughs) personally so i didn't know exactly how easy is it to, to pick up but you were saying that it was so responsive that when you finish one problem it'll tell you exactly on the spot if you're
1: yeah correct or yeah. not kind of thing yeah so that's right
0: yeah how long did you do that for i think what's uh, interesting for people is like how much time did you commit into <laughs> it and how long did the whole thing
1: um so i tried to like i think i tried to like do some progress on it most days when i started so uh, I, I don't know i maybe like spent like a couple of weeks doing like maybe not that even that's maybe like a week doing html and then a few days doing css just like I think maybe someone would give me the advice to like just it's like it's quite easy and don't like like spend like hours and hours learning every single definition of every element in HTML because yeah it's just pointless like you'll just will just learn as you go just get understand what it is the con the, of the base, concept yeah, yeah the concept the basic sort of structure of a web page and, and then move on to like JavaScript
0: that's uh, that's a I guess a good picture because I do know a lot of people who uh, I guess have a full time job as well and when they want to get into it either you have to do it. I guess uh, at the end of the day, which is so hard because, yeah. you know, you have a full day of job or you do it before you go to work, which yeah. means that it's, you got to wake up early to do that or you do it on the weekend at that point. Did you have a preference in terms of when you, when you want to do it? I think
1: I've only ever got up and coded like first thing in the morning uh, or like set an alarm to do it or whatever, like three times, three times, and, but the past, those like, times you know, it's right? happened. It's been a natural thing and it's, and it's been great. But in general, I'm not really a morning person. And right. I take, I'm not always the most motivated first thing. but yeah, um, but you so did yeah. find the time
0: after work to do it. Yeah, and yeah. on the, on the weekends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,, always made sure there was time, and yeah, I started like um, I sort of lay a bit later down the line when I really wanted to kick on. I started a coding challenge on, with myself, I don't know.
0: Um, oh, we could definitely talk about yeah. that. Um, so this is a coding challenge that is not from Code Academy, from not any other platform. It's something that you've told yourself you're gonna do. Yeah. Um, so what was it?
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was yeah. I think I read like read it online somewhere some guy did it and he said like it was really helpful in like progression. And I and I th- this is like I've probably been coding for like three or four months. Um, so I like finished like just basic HTML, CSS stuff. And I would switched to Udemy for like course content stuff, um, which was it like, it wasn't all free. It's like, I think it's like £12. Like they do massive discounts. It was like £12 for like loads of content. And I started learning JavaScript there and that was really good. But yeah, after like three months, I was like, oh, I really want to like kick on. Like I'm enjoying this, but I'm just not finding enough time to do it. It's like yeah like just the odd like half an hour here or the hour a weekend just wasn't enough anymore i was like right i need to i want to do this like, <laughs> the okay. hunger was there man. yeah the yeah, hunger was, was there, there. <laughs> like yeah so um, i read it online and it's basically really simple you just like have to do an hour's coding every day for um 100 days and then sort of write a blog like to show you what you've done you obviously didn't have to write the blog but it's just like it's nice to like to the, keep, the, keep, keep counting the yeah. days and see what you've done and stuff like that um, <clears throat> And yeah, that was, hands down, like, the turning point. Well, not the turning point, but, like, the accelerator. That's when shit got real. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, um, one thing they did mention,
0: actually, was that before doing the Udemy, everything was completely free up to that point. The yeah. signing up to Coding Academy and just having all the resources, you, like, there was no actual... A monetary barrier for you to do any of that you, yeah you, you could just true. pick it up get the and, resource and, and
1: like even the stuff I was learning on Udemy there are it is all out there free if you if you want to go that down that route it's just a lot like less structured and a bit and a bit more like hard to like figure out what's going on but basically I switched to Udemy because it's like I've really liked I watched like a couple of videos and I, I liked the layout and um I was sort of at the point with Codecademy where I, I was like I want to I want like to have my own like I, I want like um, somewhere to write code I don't want to do it in a browser anymore and like, but I didn't know where to start with that sort of thing so you, you get this I've like, got this Udemy course and and you sort of watch um, videos of your instructor who you see his screen and you ba- he basically like tells you stuff and then like you sort of follow his code and stuff like that and but it's just like really all handed to you nice and simply like right so we need a code editor for you so you can I, I like I think I started with Atom and it's like yeah just get you know just download this and then like and then he shows you how to like set up basic sort of file structures and all the like really simple stuff well simple but like actually like weirdly hard to like get your hands on by like just googling like because it's so like just routine it's it's concepts that you're trying to explain to yourself and then (laughs) yeah so yeah that was that was really good um
0: so that that's actually really really cool things because in parallel when all of that was happening um, you were still working at Hirespace, uh, yeah. full-time doing thing, but you were also asking questions to me and Paul when you did have the time. And so me and Paul were both engineers at HigherSpace and we've been doing it for a couple yeah. of years now. So when you're asking those kind of really pertinent and relevant questions, not only do you have like good questions, but you also had like an extra resource in terms of well, what kind of answer you're looking for yeah. at that time. So I guess from my point of view during that time, that just made it interesting even more for me, but also for you just because like, it's so much more relatable, like as you do more things, it's so much more relatable to like a real-life day-to-day task that you're doing at that point. Yeah. Um, what I did want to mention actually was that, uh, so when you got referred to going into HTML kind of thing, so HTML is basically, a lot of it is straight up web development at that point. Was there any context for you with all the kind of different other facets of software engineering? So there's mobile dev, there's uh, mm. socket apps and all yeah. that. Have you ever, did you ever think about the consideration or did you just go down the path just because it was really a good example that you got and then like... Yeah, no, it? no, that's a
1: good question. Uh, so, so Ollie was, he'd studied like, he, he'd basically gone down the path of <clears throat> front-end development, mm-hmm. front-end web development. And so like naturally off sort of, like I say, following his blueprint, I sort of went automatically went down that similar path. But then it came to a point where, yeah, like I did realize, oh, there's like, you know, back-end development and like all this sort of stuff. And it's like... And then I sort of read into it. I remember reading into a little bit, and it's like it just seemed logical that it's it's easier to start learning the front end stuff because you can visually see things. And it just if you're like a bit new to it all, it's it's very helpful that you can make something and then it appears you can see it in front of you. But like up the back end stuff, it it some of it isn't as complicated. It is more complicated in my opinion, but it's not all that complicated. But you can't always see what's happening. So exactly. It, it, it sort of requires more deep understanding of the whole sort of topic, or it, the whole sort of. It, it, it does make sense because
0: you gotta have more, I guess, confirmation in terms of other than being visually looks pretty kind of thing. You need some other sort of confirmation that your code works. Uh, well, for for us, we write tests, so tests is very important when you write code. That's probably one thing that uh, we could always emphasize on. So. Um, but yeah, for the, I guess like from just another perspective, and anybody who wants to start coding as well, it doesn't always have to go straight into HTML, for example. If somebody wants to start, um, I guess, making their own mobile apps on their phone and being, I want to make the, like, I guess, the next big thing, that's that pathway, the process of having access to these free resources like Code Academy, the mm-hmm. B3 School, it's still the same kind of process. So you could go out there at any moment, go online, and learn how to make a mobile app on your own, or if you want to make your own, uh, skype app on your computer you can still do that so it is interesting that from from your experience you got really attracted to this and then it kind of grew and then there's nothing telling me that you're not gonna get into mobile app at some
1: point yeah so it's like yeah it's true it's just transferable yeah. skills out like then yeah so
0: definitely. um one of the things that i did notice when you were um going through all these different courses and even just starting working more and more on the uh projects that we have at HigherSpace is that You started off with a lot of examples, I guess. So when you started doing uh, Codecademy, it was like one-time examples, and then, um, correct, that's a good answer. That's Mm -hmm. the right value of the variable that you did that. Um, At what point did you slowly transition into like, I guess, working on your own little (laughs) projects rather than just a simple case? Because I definitely do feel like the sentiment is that making a project, like a bigger project, is much more interesting than working on a single example.
1: Yeah, Uh, I tried to do that as early as possible because alongside this i was trying to like you know read more about like other people who are like trying to do the same thing and also like listening to like some other um coding podcasts and stuff where they a lot of them like get like newbies on and or like you know advice for people who are starting out and one of the things that kept cropping up was you know don't get bogged down with just doing course like because you you will just like end up doing following the same sort of things but like you need to like be able to think for yourself a bit and encounter problems and fix problems. And so like I remember yeah, I definitely like tried to like um do my own little stuff early as possible. I remember like making oh, I think it was called Summer Haze Scouting or something. It was like just <laughs> yeah. like a basic sort of like web page and, and had like it had like loads of like young Liverpool players on. It's like, you know, just look li- li- why like, Liverpool? Oh a big Liverpool fan me. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um but yeah, so then and then I think I ended up making like a live league table or something like that um and yeah like yeah that was probably the first time i did it
0: and the the really good point that when you started doing that <laughs> is that you realize not only is there code to display uh, i guess pictures and pretty uh, text onto it but there's also code to make sure that you could you know have the actual code hosted somewhere on the website yeah that's kind of phase where there's like you start exploring different facets of how a website is available yeah. to
1: people and every day this it just seems like Oh, yeah, every day it just seems like, oh, there's so much more to learn, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you learn of one worms. thing and you realize you need to learn three more things. It's just like... But, but it's, it's good funny. that, like, it's kind of like a puzzle at that point. You you fit some pieces together
0: and then you're like, but how does... Why, why am I able to see it on my computer but you're not able to see it on your computer, for example? Yeah. So then it's yeah. like, oh, that's another problem to solve. And then that's how you slowly build these pieces together. And then yeah. next thing you know, you start having, you've done at least a good handful of projects nowadays. i you're still, lot, yeah.
1: And you're still working on a couple. Do you know the best thing though, the, the, like the best thing about doing the personal projects is <clears throat> you have to deal with like the pain for the first time. Because yeah. when you're like following the core stuff, sorry, <clears throat> when you're following the core stuff, it's you you don't run into problems because the problems you run into your instructor runs into obviously usually on purpose uh, and then obviously he knows how to get out of it so you don't have the stress and the pain of when it goes really wrong so when you're doing your stuff for the first time and you break something or you get to a problem that you just can't figure out like you have to like just deal with how frustrating that is and like, I remember like I'm so much better at dealing with it now but like first time I came like I thought I'd broke my web page and I spent ages oh, doing yeah. it and I couldn't figure it out I remember just walking to the park and I was just like sitting on this bench. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and then like I came into work the next day and like talked to you or Paul about it. And I, and then you were like, yeah, dude, just chill out. But like <laughs> my head was like,
0: nobody did this to you. Like yeah. you did this to yourself, which is so funny because like it, it's definitely, I've, I've had it, I've had these moments. Like a lot of engineers have had the, these moments. And then, then it's like, not only do you get better at you know coding stuff, but you also get better at fixing the stuff you broke. Yeah. So, like, that's yeah. a lot of the major component of, I guess, a daily self engineering life is yeah. fixing up your own mess at that point. And that does seem
1: to be the place where you learn the most as well. Yeah,
0: and yeah. and at the end of the day, like, you take one step back, but you're definitely <laughs> taking, like, five steps forward at that yeah. point just because what are the odds of you doing the same mistake again? And you also get to be exposed with different kind of error messages. You definitely yeah. spend less time dealing with the same problem, Yeah, uh, like, in the future. So... That is definitely super important for not just people beginning uh, going into the software engineer, but even just software engineers nowadays anyway. So, yeah. um, One thing I do want to touch on, actually, which is quite interesting, is uh, you did work with different technologies so far. And by technologies, not only is there languages, but there's also tools and frameworks that you got to use. So (laughs) yeah, just tell us like at the beginning, so when you mentioned HTML, from that point, what, what was the REST like? How did that go?
1: What framework you ended up using or what, what was in between kind of those? Um, yeah, so I did, yeah, HTML, CSS, really basic. <clears throat> and then I t- took a big course on vanilla JavaScript. So just like no frameworks, JavaScript as it is. And and they really started from the roots. So like um, basically using like, um, is it ES. ES five. Uh, ES five is the it's thing. The yeah, it's not the old like where ES five is older. Const. Yeah, yeah. So it started with like ES five. The guy basically the instructor was like, um, I know that this like there is new syntax for this, but I'm going to teach you the old way because you will come across it and yeah, all sure. these repos and wherever you work. So it's good to just know what it is. So like so yeah, they covered all of that and then um stuff that there's quicker ways of doing it so for instance like looping through an array they it was all about like the for loop rather than like the javascript functions like math and stuff like that yeah so yeah so it was like really starting from the basics of like of javascript and so because of that it was like quite a long course um so i spent quite a long time on that but i'm glad i did because i feel like i've really covered all the basics of it i've got a good understanding of that now and yeah, then I think, oh yeah. So when I finished that like JavaScript course, I I read a bit about frameworks, and so I was like, okay, let's, let's start on like a nice, yeah. easy one, which was, like jQuery. And I remember it cropped up at work a few times, yeah. and it seemed quite relevant and quite quite a nice entry level one.
0: I do remember talking to you. What is a frame? What is a framework to begin with? And yeah. that was always like a conceptual like thing to understand. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's just more tools for you to use, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Basically, yeah. And JavaScript, uh, sorry, jQuery was definitely a prominent one that you definitely see all yeah. across the web. So you came across that. Yes, yeah,
1: I came across that, and uh, like I did like a small course in that, which I think is all you need for jQuery. It's not worth like like yeah just get the basics down years on. of jquery yeah, experience yeah, just, like please don't guys yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't spend years on jquery uh so yeah smash that in like a week and then i was like i want to learn like a like a proper big framework um so i was like reading around a bit and it was like the two like sort of leading ones were react and well the two ones that appealed to me best front end javascript frameworks was react and view and react just seemed to have more
0: traction yeah more resources exactly
1: and and i spoke to a couple of like people and they were like yeah react's really big like it's a good good one to get and and just like dived in and that was like probably a year ago to like now when i started learning that and i'm still and I've, i've done like three or four courses and i'm still doing another one now like just keep like getting slightly more advanced ones and just keep alongside like other projects keep trying to like just get better and better at react and like yeah because like yeah it's always good to keep learning right
0: yeah for sure and then I guess from when you were mentioning like uh, you're reading a bit here and there kind of thing Mm. is it just general googling out there or was there a specific web page that you like i couldn't i couldn't give you a specific web page i don't know okay
1: but just like general googling like just like seeing what people think yeah and stuff like that using
0: the keywords like you know what's most modern frameworks that
1: you can use and everything yeah so that's always interesting at that point so probably
0: spoke to you and paul about it as well yeah i mean I, that's a that's a really cool thing because like from our point of view like um as i was saying like just seeing somebody diving so deep into it and really just having traction and being able i guess with your logical analytical mind from all the previous experience you had that was our point of view And I think like. What people, uh, I mean, what people should know is that now you're working full time as yeah. a software engineer at Housebase, yeah. which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, and and the good thing is not only just front end, as you were talking about, we really tackle all kinds of problem. Yeah, whether it be doing database stuff, which you didn't actually learn too much in your no. course itself, but it's something that you are definitely picking up whenever we do come across it. So I guess like. What, what is your point of view? So when you came into it, like, we obviously, we've seen so much of what you were doing and everything, but I don't think the other way around you were seeing too much of what we were doing to begin with. So I guess from somebody uh, in your position that, like, you know, more fresh coming in, uh, what was your perception of just looking at us going, uh, going at it?
1: Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. I always knew that, like, like, what you guys are doing was, like, hard, but I didn't realize, like, how, how much credit you deserved for, like, all this, like, this stuff. So it's, like seeing from it from the other side now it's like when you put so much time in something and you like sort of release it and then people are just like oh that's cool and it's like "That <laughs> like, like, three weeks on that like <laughs> so yeah like it like to all those people out there it's fucking hard <laughs> i mean no but yeah respect, right. respect to the devs
0: no we do have moments where we just take one line of code and then it has like a massive impact and it's like yeah we should have done this that's easily, true actually that's
1: you do sort of bask in the glory at those points yeah so, yeah i guess what comes around goes around comes around that's good because i mean like it's so hard to find
0: somebody to have <laughs> you know slowly made the transition like you know looking at from the outside and looking looking at from the inside how learns kind of thing mm. i guess what <laughs> um i guess just advices for people trying to help you so whether it be me or somebody <laughs> or paul or somebody in the future kind of thing what what like faux pas we did or what really good things that we did to uh, begin
1: with. definitely like uh, you guys have always been like really like supportive in terms of like if I don't understand something, it's like, all right, cool. This, th- you s- both seem to like enjoy teaching and enjoy like imparting your wisdom onto other people. <laughs> so it's like, if I'd come in, it's like I really don't understand this. It wouldn't just like you wouldn't never like just fob me off with like, oh, just read this link or. Uh, have like you ever heard article. the
0: term um, RTFM? No, it's it's a tech term which stands for read the fucking manual. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> you well, us-
1: thankfully, you guys were a bit a bit beyond that. So, but you'd all, you know you'd always like sit down and really explain stuff. Through to me um and so yeah that was really cool yeah
0: and was it easy for you to um i guess understand it the first time and was it easy for you to admit that you don't know it but then like just you know come back and like
1: do that yeah like i think i'm quite good i've been quite good at just like accepting that like god the hardest one of the hardest things i reckon for loads of people who do something like this is like going from a position where you, you know what you're doing to a position that it's like you're literally like sometimes you feel really stupid and you just have to accept that like you know like you're not stupid these are re- this is really hard and you're just gonna have to, yeah like you're not just yeah don't I feel re- stupid because there could. are times when it's like you're someone's explaining something to you and it's like don't get it i don't get it i don't get it and you just like you're like am i am i cut out for this am i like too stupid for this but it's like no you know it's yeah. Yeah,
0: that's, I could repeat exactly what you said as I'm like I'm years deep into the game not that many years deep in the hmm. game but I still have those moments where it's like but why doesn't this yeah. make sense <laughs> why but that's always one of the good things so I mean yeah I think, what, I think we've definitely covered a lot of stuff today but I think for, for the people who want to take your path not exactly in web dev but just in general of making the dive and uh, just not having any background experience what what is i guess your general advice for them
1: mm. uh
0: it's like specifically coding
1: yes yeah coding as um, in some,
0: somebody who doesn't have any background in engineering and then they're like i want to make something or i, I just want to see how to make a website to begin with cool. like
1: it's it's definitely possible even if you think you're not smart like um like or anything like that it's it's not like it's not rocket science it's it's like it all going to take is like hard work and like Quite a lot of like self-belief and motivation so you can definitely do it uh two um if you feel yourself like slacking at all or not making enough progress do something like this like um 100 day challenge or something like that just like really like get behind it like try and like get up and do it every day make sure you just crack on with that and honestly it's just like just accelerates how much you learn and it's just like two months will pass or whatever and you'll just be like I'm so wise <laughs> yeah. and you'll look, you'll look back at like blog posts you wrote like a couple of months ago and it's just crazy how far you've come so yeah um, yeah keeping yeah
0: keeping track of your progress is definitely important mm. I w-
1: also another thing sorry is um don't like don't like as as much as it's good to like work hard and stuff like it still needs to be fun so if you're like stressing about it and it's just like getting all too much just chill out have a break have a Kit Kat, and have a cup of tea yeah
0: yeah I'm gonna have one right after this <laughs> no, I'm kidding but yeah honestly appreciate honestly everything you've said today and everything can anybody follow you on any kind of I guess social media posts anything
1: um I don't really I'm not a big fan of social media these days pez so uh no oh, that's, <laughs> that's all good I mean people need to find you they'll find yeah, you that point but I find get somewhere oh yeah
0: definitely if you guys I'll link it somewhere down down below so honestly Yo, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: No worries mate. I'm glad I glad it is. Yeah, yeah and hopefully even
0: me. yeah, hopefully even more people will, you know, will consider doing that stuff. So cheers man.
1: Cheers.